Mr. Mike, and you're listening to the Juju2Cast AudioCast, episode 452, It Feels Like Summer, here on Juju2Cast.com. How's it going, everybody? We are back with another cast. I'm doing good. So, how's it going, 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 going? So it's been a it's been another week, another bunch of uh, BS bullshit going on out there in the in the world. Let's just say everything is just coming down hard on everything, and it's just gonna it's just starting, folks. It's it's gonna get harder for each and every one of you. Let's just say each and every one of us, we're all in this. Uh, this bullshit together you know gas prices going up and i'm not just talking about oil gas gas i'm talking about gas natural gas electricity you know this summer apparently as i'm reading in here that which you know what it's it's like any summer of course your electric's gonna go up because people are using more air conditioning using more other stuff to cool things down and takes more power and more of this and that. So everything's going to be more costly, especially for inflation and more inflation because, you know what, everything seems to keep going up but nothing seems to want to go down. And, you know what, I still got to blame the main people. The government that is our government, the United States government, and all our local governments, state to state, town to town, county to county. You know, our leaders always just failing. You know, I can't say it's just because they're Democrats, because we got Republicans out there too, and everybody's just failing to see the big picture, failing to try to fix what basically Sleepy Joe B. Mr. Biden has uh, failed to do over and over again for this country because he's clueless. He doesn't know what's going on. His people don't know what's going on. And if they do, they're doing it to profit. They're doing it to despite everybody. Because why would you keep letting shit happen? We got inflation. We got raising prices in oil and gas and food in it. And a whole bunch of other stuff. You got supply shortages galore. You're still trying to push your agenda with the coronavirus. You know, that bullshit. And on top of it, you know, you don't have any way to 
deliver anything. People people are getting now. This is a little little bit of controversy and esque to me, but people are getting their freaking um, baby milk from other countries now and importing into the United States. Their baby formula. Even though I'm a true believer in the mother providing the milk and not going to baby formula, unless if your child is, hence, um, not reactive to that or something's, you know, something's wrong with, you know, the woman's breast milk and stuff like that, like she can't provide enough or something's wrong. Otherwise, I usually say the woman, the true natural way should be, hey, your mama, you gave birth to this kid, put the baby to your booby and let it drink away. That's how it's been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, maybe thousands and thousands of years. Now even talking about humans, animals do it all the time. They don't go to a convenience store and say, ah, I, need some, I need some baby formula for my monkey kids. Ah, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> cats dogs you know all sorts of animals they don't go out into the grocery store to get baby formula it seems like we're the ones that are dependent upon this so-called baby formula i i don't remember i never asked either but mm, i i bet you my mom never bought baby formula i i could see that maybe i was just a teat raised kid but i don't know how about the rest of you? Were you teat raised or, or were you chemically raised on that? I don't know. I don't think my mom would ever spend money on baby formula, especially back in the day. It should have cost probably even more back in the day because, you know, they, it was new. Was, they had to make it. I don't know. I don't know nothing about baby formula. I know it has stuff in there that's supposed to be a supplement to or supplementary to an actual woman giving milk from her breasts to a child. And uh, I think the whole bonding thing and the whole getting the, you know, the most nutrients and stuff should come from the mother. Unless if the mother has some illness or something's wrong and then the baby can't do that and drink from that. If there's something like that, that makes the child not able to drink the mother's milk Yes, then go to a baby formula. Otherwise, I don't see why people are so, oh, I got to go and get some baby formula. If I, which who knows if I ever will now, I probably won't. But if I ever did find the Mrs. Mike, (laughs) the woman to, to bear a child to me or something, I would probably persist on going all natural. Her providing the milk and trying to do it, you know, in the family and stuff like that. That I'd be pushing for something like that. Not going to a consumer store and getting a container and putting it in water and shaking it up, heating it up, and considering that, eh, that's all artificial. Is that what it, the society's become artificial well actually yes it has i think (laughs) like i said look at how what everything's going on here artificial everything but um i was always the believer of pure breast milk from the mother to the child just a lot healthier a lot better nutrients coming from 
who knows best, mom, to who who needs it, the child. Plus, like I said, also with, you know, child suckling on the mama's teeth and stuff, there's bonding right there. That's a bonding thing, which a lot of people have probably lost, you know, over the ways. And like I said, I'm not here to judge, but this whole baby formula thing, shortage, kind of out of control to me. But, you know, unless unless if you've got other points to the matter or negatives or your idea on why people should be worried about, you know, not having, you know, the baby formula and stuff and stuff. I can understand, like I said, the people that actually need it, but is it really that big of an urgency? I don't know. I think it's just one of those industries that people think they need it, but because people are people and society has changed from doing the actual thing that they've been doing for centuries and doing something that is, oh, created artificially hmm oh i don't know i i you you tell me you can email me corecast2011 at gmail.com if you guys got ideas on there or tweet me at jujitsucast because i would like to know but i think this whole thing is blown out of proportion unlike our energy crisis which has been you know caused by our leaders our leadership and of course our course our leadership is always blaming russia oh it's russia we get all our oil from russia or it's overseas this overseas that it's the blame game that's what they do and that's what they've been doing and it's like no we can produce our own oil let us start drilling let us do the shit that we're supposed to be doing biden you old fucking fart and i have to say that permusively because he is an old fucking fart that should have never been in office i gave him a shadow of a doubt when he first got in there and then ever since then he's kept fucking up listening to the dumbest wrong people and look at where we're at now everybody's struggling struggling hard i'm even going a little into the part where okay things are costing me more money I went to the gas pump just to fill up some gas and get a little extra gas because I'm not um, too sure about this whole, oh, they're going to raise the ethanol count to 15% and I don't trust it in my lawnmower and stuff. So I'm getting the gas now and putting some in reserve because I don't trust what it's going to do to my lawnmower or something. I don't even want to know what it's going to be doing to my vehicle. But here's the thing. Our leader, our so-called super smart leader, is just fucking each and every one of you in the ass, and you're taking it up the ass every single day. Look at the stock market in the toilet. Here, let's get, let's get out some of this in the toilet. Yeah, boom in the toilet. That's everybody, that's all of your savings going in the toilet. Right there. That is your 401ks going in the toilet. This is your stock market. This is your savings for retirement. Will you retire? 
maybe for the people that don't ever work and are sponging off the government could do that. But the rest of you are hardworking patrons of the United States. Bills going up. Like I said, they're saying Fox News here. Summer electric bills. Shocker coming. Average household is expected to spend nearly 1% more on electricity compared to, to of last summer. Luckily, though, I was smart enough to do the following for my household and made sure to get my household fully insulated top to bottom. And, you know, my house, you know, it's got white outside. It's inside, so it reflects a lot of that heat. And it was eight, It was pretty hot yesterday. It was 80, muggy. It's been 80 and muggy some days, which I love. Luckily, I'm one of those people that loves heat. Little mugginess, not too, too much. Not when I'm sweating just by walking around or sitting around. But mugginess, I don't mind. Heat, I don't mind. I got windows here. I even had them open during yesterday, and it was nice and hot and muggy. But here's the thing. It cooled down. It stayed still cool in my house compared to other places. And that's all thanks to my house being fully insulated sure i got an ac unit a brand new ac unit but i probably want to try to hardly use it this summer because why do i need to when i can get luckily though today it was i think it's gonna rain today again i don't know but it was raining yesterday um as i'm recording this on sunday uh march the 22nd i had to look at the clock calendar for a second but yeah, it was raining yesterday after it was muggy. Today it is um, nice and cool and very windy and a little gray cloud cover outside because it's supposedly supposed to rain again today. I don't know yet, but nice breeze. It's about 60-something degrees. It's about 74.8 degrees in my office right now. But still, very nice and cool, very breezy, you know. And like I said, my house temperature is it a good norm? And, you know, compared to what it is outside, like I said, insulate. If you have the chance and you have the finances, even if you got to take out a little bit of a, you know, one of those little mini loans or whatever, it's not that expensive. What did it cost me? Like four, a little over $4,000, $5,000 to insulate my whole house. That would be varying depending on your dwelling and what it's like in your dwelling, what your dwelling is made up of. If it's, you know, one story, two story, big, small, um, weirdly shaped, stuff like that. But, you know, mine's a two story, semi weirdly shaped um, ranch, um, upstyle ranch house. And it cost me around like four or $5,000, you know. Not really that much money, not really bad, and um, it was worth every single penny, every single penny when they insulated this place because before that, it was just very, ooh, very bad, very bad in this house during the winter months and the summer months, you know, temperatures rising and falling. You you felt it in this house. Now with the insulation, I could feel, I felt it all winter. I was like, hmm, it's a lot warmer in this house. Now, it's not 100% airtight warm, but, you know, very, very much better. And now in the summer, I'm feeling, hmm, it's really nice. So 
just saying to all, each and every one of you out there, maybe consider getting some insulation. I don't know about nowadays because everything's so more expensive, but that helps. You know, now I got an energy efficient furnace and AC unit out there. You know, that helps. You know, whatever you could do to help that, try to do that. If you don't have none of that stuff, um, you know, there's other ways, I'm sure, to do it yourself and whatnot. But damn, you know, anyway, you know, I don't really drive too much out there. I only go to a few places like to work, to the store, the occasional movie theater and I don't really go anywhere else to shop, maybe to Walmart once in a great while, but I don't go anywhere. I try to stay local when I drive, or otherwise I go to Amazon, unfortunately, for <laughs> the people that are saying, oh, you're making Amazon richer and all that, but mostly I buy a lot of stuff online, like from Amazon and stuff, and I get it shipped to my door because it's cheaper, faster, and... um you know, I'm not spending tons of money on gas to go drive around to pick up some stuff, you know, if I don't need it right away. You know, you got to do stuff. You got to do stuff to save some of that money. You know, I try. I was trying to spend some extra money on uh, getting, you know, this house together, fixing up the front of the house and stuff. You know, I did more house home improvements, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But, you know, with this whole, you know, oil, gas, whatever prices going up. Now, notice they don't say shortage. They just say prices are going up. They're not saying it's getting short, like we're running out of oil. They're just saying, no, the price to get the oil is more expensive because we're importing it from other countries and stuff still. Because, of course, our dumb, stupid, arrogant leadership out there decides we don't want to drill here on our American soil. We don't want to do give out licenses to do that. We don't want to do that at all because they got agendas. They got piss poor agendas. And that's why it's affecting us. On top of that, you got the whole government that accepted the offer to give, what was it, another 50, uh, what was it? Hmm, let me look this up. Uh Oh, uh, let's see here. U.S. gives. I sure. Ah, uh, there we go. And <laughs> that pops up as the first thing. Uh, so, yeah. So, mm, here we go. So, they even passed a bill, a, a bill that they gave our money, United States money, government money from our taxes, people. This is tax money. This is just not money just coming out of the blue, people. This is your taxpayer money that should be going to into our infrastructure and helping to relieve your cost of gas, oil, gas, electricity, everyday goods and services, try to fix stuff inside this country, Money like that, $53 billion I'm seeing here, or over $53 billion, probably by now. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, let's see here. $800 million. We're just sending money left and right. But pretty much, they said $53 billion. They're sending our money, our weapons, to Ukraine. 
Now, yes, Ukraine's in a hardship. They're in a war with Russia because Russia and Putin are stupid. And that country's a mess. And if they can't deal with their own dictatorship and try to to overthrow him and take him down, I don't know. Because the rest of the world isn't touching any of that. Because the rest of the world is, I don't know, maybe all in on it. Maybe all the governments of the world are in on this whole war in in Ukraine thing. I don't know. Why isn't nobody really doing anything except sanction, sanction, sanction? Why don't they just all go in there together? Bring everybody together. Go in there. Take out Putin. Take out everybody else. The higher ups. Secure all the nuclear weapons and stuff and bad stuff that he's probably got going on in that country. Take it all down. End the war. Fix things together. And then continue on to fix their ourselves. Don't you think that would have been the right move for NATO and everybody else? And, you know, this whole thing where the world's got to come together to stop this thing. And then you got China that's secretly... Behind the scenes, while everybody's worried about Ukraine and stuff, trying to slowly come up with a nice plan to eventually take over Taiwan because they believe it's part of their country. And it's like, okay, whatever. Everybody's going to start building their own factories in their own places now. You know, America, we got to start getting our own chip fabs and our own places. We got to start making stuff in America again. I'm sorry, you know, but we got to start doing that. You know, even though we're trying to send most of our stuff to Mexico now, go figure. Yeah, that's great. We're going to start making factories in Mexico and get our stuff from Mexico. Okay. (sighs) So everything's going up. It doesn't matter if I make a lot of money or I don't, or if you make a lot of money or you don't, you're going to be feeling it one way or another. And if you don't, you know, take precautions, it's going to fuck you up. It's going to fuck us all up. Now, as this keeps continuing on and gas prices keep rising to almost $5, then they say maybe $6 because, you know, our fucking government of leadership will not do anything to solve that because they're too busy giving our American money away to Ukraine and money doesn't help on that issue but you're taking money out of our pockets, my pocket, for this shit. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I support Ukraine all the way, but I do not support giving my taxpayer money out to other countries and our weapons to other countries all the time. Sure, give them a little bit, but stop giving them everything. But this is our leaders. This is our so-called Democrat leaders and i'm sure some republicans too i'm not going to say democrat craps or republicans they're all no all government officials are the same stupid lazy and they don't think of the future they don't think they're supposed to be thinking about our country america this country or once was america and basically the biden administration and everybody's sinking it so much financially you know What happens when most of America goes bankrupt? What happens if none of us can afford to go to work anymore because gas is too expensive and we got jobs that are too far away and 
We don't, you know, we're not going to be going to our jobs, walking to our jobs in the snow and stuff like in the old days where I walked 15 miles through the snow to get to work every day and back and stuff like that. No fucking way nobody's going to do that. What's going to happen when nobody can work anymore and nobody can go anywhere? Nobody can buy food, resources, enjoy life maybe once in a while. What happens when all that stuff just crumbles and falls and everybody's put into poverty because of our government and their missteps that they've been doing over and over again, time after time, and not listening to the American people? Come on, you lazy motherfuckers out there. You're supposed to be all fucking Americans. You're all a bunch of lazy pieces of shit in my mind. Get up, start doing something. Start talking. Start saying, hey, your leaders, we've put elected you. You work for us. We don't work for you. You work for us, the people of the nation. Get your fucking acts together or get the fuck out. I'm, I said it before, and I'm saying it again. I see a civil war a brewing. I see an uprising in this nation like no other. If eventually when it comes down to that, and it will, and people will crack. The United States of America, the people that are here, eventually people will crack. You see it time from time again, but... Pretty soon, eventually, we will crack and people will fight and people will... You'll be seeing us as the nation in a war. A war with ourselves. A war with our government and our nation. The people that were here to protect us, that were sworn to protect and help make America great again, like some former president that didn't have all these problems. Sure, he wasn't the best on everything, which I always admit on, but at least we weren't in poverty. At least my 401k wasn't going super plunging down into like a toilet. <laughs> Stock market wasn't falling. People were doing good. We were, I was actually making even more money and you know, gas was nice and low and cheap you know, we kept a lot of the riffraff out with that so-called border restrictions and the border wall that Trump was trying to get made, which is a great idea because, you know, fences make better neighbors. You know, I put a fence next to my neighbor, which he's still a piece of shit, but it's better neighbors because I don't have to see him. I don't have to see his bullshit anymore. His bullshit doesn't roll into my backyard anymore. So it makes better neighbors. Fences build better neighbors, people. Sure, we can let some of the Mexicans into the country if they do go through the right, you know, chains as succession or if they just come in to, for a vacation or something or to visit or something, you know. Hey, we're not going to close them off from that. You know, we can ship our goods and services back and forth through the borders and stuff like that. But that's only for, you know, what it should be done, not just... Oh, let's let them all come in. Let's let them all be undocumented. Let's let them all take, you know, money out of our system because they're not paying into the system. And a lot of them come with bad pasts and stuff, and they do a lot of bad things. Let's bring people in from all sorts of places all around the world. Bring them in here. Sure, we're supposed to be this melting pot, but you're bringing in the scum too. 
Don't bring in the scum. Bring in the people that could be used and needed to help build this country better, that pay their taxes, that know how to speak English and write and do stuff. Man, I got a... I got people just that I work with that some of them that don't want to barely speak proper English, that don't do jack shit, that are lazier than hell. And these are people that came into my country. These are people with green cards, which I'm surprised they still have. But these are people that are supposed to be trying harder than even me to make a life. And they're being lazier than shit. I work, and I hate to brag, but I work... A lot harder than most people at my job. And a lot of these people just sit around, stand around, do nothing. Why is that? Why is that allowed? Why is that something? That pisses me off. So if everybody's complaining about rising oil, rising this, rising gas, electric. Yes, complain, but you know who's in fault here? Your government. Your governments. They all decided to take this course of action and it's all falling on us hard that's why i'm trying to you know i'm still trying to do what i want to do and you know fix up stuff on the house but i'm trying to take it easy i'm trying to pay off more of my bills faster even though stuff is going to keep going up you know my my insurance has been going up with the house you know I'm sure my escrow is going to go up because they're going to try to raise taxes. You know, things keep going up and on, up and up. And you know what I always say about that? I said this many times before. When is thing when things keep going up, when are they ever going to go down? They're never going to go down. And if they don't ever go down, they're just going to keep going up. And they keep going up, it's going to f- fail. We're going to hit that ceiling and it's going to fail. You know, we got to start trying to think of ways to bring prices down, not up. Goods, services, inflation, all this shit needs to go down. A lot of waste is also produced with that. Think about grocery stores. Think about all that meat and stuff that people said it was hard to get or hard to produce and hard to make. And all that stuff is super expensive. All your food, all this stuff is super expensive. And people can't afford to buy half that stuff. I see my grocery store just chock full. Now they don't have any signs that say you can only buy one or two, maybe the eggs, because, you know, that so-called bird flu going through America, which here's the thing. It hasn't been a thing before, but now that all these birds are either in, in or, well, they want them all in the open ranges now, but if you keep vaccinating the fuck out of these birds and shit and they can't just survive you know, openly, of course they're going to have this bird plague and flu and stuff and eggs are going up like crazy and stuff. You know, I used to work at an egg facility, so I know about this whole shit. But on top of it, you got beef and everything else that are like, I just bought a a six-pound thing of hamburger meat. $22, almost $23 for six pounds of hamburger beef. $23. Now... I'm in one of those special cases where, you know, I save enough money. I spend what I need to spend on. I still have fun and spend money on fun stuff, but mostly I just spend on the house and I save money and I got a decent job and I get paid also here at home once in a while from 
somebody that rents from me, you know, but still your average American looks at that and they're like, I'm not buying that big pound of beef. I'm not buying that brisket. I'm not buying that chicken now that it's super expensive. And I see a ton of food on the shelves and I'm like thinking, hmm. And I'm looking at some of the dates. I'm like, oh, it's coming up soon, these dates. Because I also worked before in a grocery store before. So I know when they got rid of food like that. And if they're not discounting that stuff, which I don't think they are. I haven't seen anything being discounted that is getting up to date. I think they're just going to toss it out. They're going to mark it. And they're going to waste it. Just like we used to do back when I worked at Tops back in the day. And that's a waste of food. Food that could go to your hungry average Americans and, pe- and people like that. But they just don't get it. They keep raising the prices on everything. They say, oh, we got to keep raising prices. The costs are going through the roof. And nobody in our society, a.k.a. government, is doing anything about it the right way. We are run by a bunch of fools. We People are listening to a bunch of fools. And guess what? We're all getting stuck with the bill. Financially, ethically, humanely. Think of your house. Think of it going kaput. I don't care what job you have, where you live, what car you drive. Eventually, it's going to hit you. It's going to hit everybody. And this is like the worst time ever. And then they keep blaming, oh, it's the war in Russia. It's China with the chip shortages. It's the COVID. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Here's the thing. Stop worrying about the other people. Worry about number one, our country. Fix our country first. Then if we have some time, you know, once in a while we could go and help others across the seas and stuff. You know, fix our internal problems, fix the job shortage, fix this and that. Then we can go and help out some people once in a while. Maybe not send them billions of our American tax dollars. Maybe not send them our whole infantry and shit like that. Maybe fix something here. But that's only going to happen when we get rid of our leaders. Our poor leadership. Our poor, poor leadership that don't know nothing, that squabble about nothing, that are a bunch of old fogies, basically old fogies, sitting in in offices, making policies, doing stupid stuff. Look at that Roe versus Wade shit. Now, I'm not going to really talk about that, but stuff like that. Fix this country first, you fucking morons. Oh, my God. And they say... And this is coming from a guy that hasn't graduated high school, that hasn't went to college. And I'm smarter than your everybody on Capitol Hill out there. <sighs> wow. It's sad. What a sad society we live in. Now, I tried my very I tried my very best each and every day to stay away from all that, but it's hard. And it gets even, and it's going to get harder, especially with gas prices still keep going up. Luckily, I got a vehicle that conserves on that fuel uh, quite well. Now I don't got a hybrid or electric vehicle, which fuck that. And you're not going to get everybody into one of those because those car vehicles are super expensive as well. 
But I, you know, I got a nice um, Chevy um, Equinox, and they it does very good on gas. It's like a little mini truck, and it does very good well good on gas. And you know, takes me here and there. It's newer. It's a 2018. I go to work, come back, go to the store, come back. Uh, in a couple of weeks when I'm off on my little mini vacation from work, I'm going to go to the movies once and come back. And that's it. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not going out any other place. Oh, why don't you go over here on a trip? Why don't you go there? Why don't I just stay home and save my money? Why don't I just stay home, save that money that I'm wasting down the drain for something Sure, I would love to go to Darien Lake again and ride some rides and do some stuff. I'd love to go out to the beach. Not our beach, but a beach that's clean and good sand and stuff. But why? Why? Why waste that money? That gas money? Food money? All that stuff? I'll just stay right here. Now, I will also, because that is my that vacation week that I will be taking in June. is also my birthday week. And I will be going to the roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse down the street as well for me because, of course, I'm going to get myself some birthday ribs and shit. So, yeah, that, that'll be good. And that'll be costly, I'm sure. But, shit, I'll go, get it, come back. Because mm-hmm. I got some back money. I saved some money. But, you know what? I try not to spend as much money as well. That's not like your average Americans out there. You know, the truth, he keeps talking about how his... uh. His renters and his renters, uh, not renters insurance, but he has renters insurance. I don't know why you would do that, but okay. Okay. I think that's a fool's errand, but okay. But he pays over a grand and some money in his renting, renting his little apartment, his little semi rundown apartment, which they call, uh, semi luxury apartments or whatever they're trying to say. And I'm looking at him like, your walls looked like they were leaking once. They're all cracked up. Your windows are old. All this shit needs to be fixed up in your in your apartment. And you're telling me this big apartment facility is good? And you, they, they want to charge you over a grand to rent it every month? Good luck on that. I know, you know, I own a house. I pay way less than that, even though I pay, put in an, a grand for my um, my payments just to pay it off faster. And I know that's going to come back to bite me in the ass because, you know, everything keeps going up. Like I said, homeowner's insurance, my escrow will go up. Everything keeps going up because of inflation and inflation because eventually I'll be just paying out a thousand no matter what, because the bullshit that is our economy and our go- and our whole society. But still, here's the thing: at least, at least I own the place, so I fix up the place. Enough talking about the bummer. Let's talk about the fun. Let's talk about how it's feeling like summer in the air. I've been feeling, I've been feeling it and smelling it for you know a few weeks now that it's actually feeling and smelling like summer. Like summer's already here. I usually get the, any of you feel this kind of stuff? I know I do. Like I'll feel a certain way when it's a certain time of the year and it's, and it's feeling like that already. I'm feeling it and you know, it's, it's just a feeling like, oh, it doesn't feel like winter anymore. It doesn't feel like spring. It doesn't feel like 
fall or or anything like that it feels like summer is here like i can feel like a good a good essence in the air even though we were in hard times out there but i feel a good like essence in the air and i feel good about it it feels good i feel the warmth the heat i feel the mugginess like i said i like a little bit of mugginess and open up my windows, get the fresh air in my house. I go outside, I do a lot of my planting, gardening stuff, try to keep everything at bay, um, working on stuff, projects. You know, I've been playing less video games due to that because, you know, when it's nice outside, you can't just be sitting inside all day playing video games, which is a downfall because I love playing video games, but hey, And it just feels really good. And I feel really good. Really good. Um, I've been sleeping less because I don't... It's like I get the energy from the sun. I'm like Superman. It feels like, oh, I go in the sun and the hot sun and I just get that energy. And I've been like, "Hmm, I'll sleep five hours today or something like that. Once in a while, I'll sleep like six, six and a half hours. You know? But, Wow. I just got that feeling. Like I said, it's a feeling in the air and it feels like summer. And I don't know if anybody else, do you feel like that? Does it feel that like that to you where you live? I live in Buffalo, New York here. And even though right now it's really cloudy and really breezy out and stuff. And it's only like 60 something degrees today. Yesterday was like 80. Oh no, it says it's 69 degrees. Let's see, let me click on the app. Maybe the app is faltering a bit. No, it says it's 66 degrees. Okay, that's what the app says. So it says 66 degrees, and it, it, it feels really good. It feel, I'm feeling really good right now, and it makes me happy. <laughs> I know, it, it's weird, but it makes me happy, and I'm feeling good. And it feels good outside, so, you know... When my little mini vacation comes around, hopefully I'll be feeling really good because I'll get that really weird feeling of, oh, it is summertime for me. And luckily, I work at a job where even though I go in early, I get out early. So it's always a plus too. So I'll go in five, get out around one, one thirty, one thirty, maybe two o'clock at the most. And most times, unless I've got some sort of a project I got to do or want to do. And I come home and I'm like, I got the whole rest of the day. And it's a beautiful thing. It's just a really beautiful thing. Hmm. I don't know. Let me know, folks. Gotta let me know on it. So, been doing more home improvement. Little bit here and there. Uh, yesterday I was doing some electrical wiring. I uh, wired up my brand new ring wired doorbell in the front of the house finally because I didn't have a doorbell in the front of the house for the longest time ever since I had that old-fashioned doorbell back in the day with the transformer and wires and stuff that were that looked like little cable wires that were going down through my basement and they were just fucking annoying. And the way they put them in, I this, these people, this guy, this Mr. Like they used to call him Mr. Goodrich. That's what his name was, his last name. They used to own this place. He 
he did everything himself back in the day, hence why everything was wrong. And there's a lot of wrong in this place that I slowly trying to fix for modern days and stuff. But let's just say he he did everything from wiring himself and all that. And you can just tell on how wrong this person was on what he did. And me fixing stuff up, I'm like, okay, this and that. But I took out all that old wiring and stuff. I still got that transformer, though. But I took out all that old wiring and for the doorbells and stuff like that. And I took out the, you know, the doorbell um, button itself in the front. So I never had a doorbell in the front for the longest time. And eventually when I got my first ring doorbell, which I put on, you know, the the back by my garage, which is the way I entered the house before I had this new uh deck porch uh vinyl deck porch installed and stuff which took years later but you know i had a ring doorbell in the back for the longest time i'm like i want one in the front so i finally got one head i drilled a hole through the wall where i wanted the ring doorbell you know i measured set it put it in installed it made sure it was really good and tight in there so no criminals could go and pull it off the wall which I don't think they can because I anchored that shit really good into the side of the house. You're going to have to pull the whole house down to take that door, that wired ring doorbell off, you know, uh, put some caulk around it, you know, sealed it up from the elements in the back because, you know, water will get everywhere. You got to remember that, folks. And, you know, I had it wired through the wall to the other side, uh, which is my living room. And there's a plug by the wall, so I used the ring transformer. It's a little plug that's also a transformer that you use that for your ring doorbell, and that's where it goes. It goes to the other side. I didn't feed it through the wall because, first off, my house is fully insulated, so there's no way I could have taken that and put the wire down through the wall down into the basement and wired it up like the old-fashioned way where they wired it, so I put it through there. There's a plug on the other side of that wall, plugged it in, you know, had an empty plug that I never use, you know, because I got multiple plugs there and, you know, plugged it into the wall and, you know, I'm going to fix it up today and uh, later on I'm going to put some, um, I got to go to the store and get some, uh, what do you call it, uh, what do you call that, uh, I'm trying to think of the name, it's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on, uh, border, it's like little, little borders, little, uh, uh, what do they call that stuff? You know, wall borders, you know, uh, mm, oh shoot, what is it called? I'm trying to think of it, but it's like little wall borders. I'm going to get a little bit of little border strips, going to put them in. And you won't even see that wire anymore. It'll be it'll be hidden behind there. And I figure, well, Mr. Mike, and this is what other people would say, Mr. Mike, why didn't you just do it where you put it through this floor? Even though it'd take a lot longer, you don't have to have it going through the wall and plug it in and it's going to look weird. Here's the thing. I can make anything happen. And two, this is probably the easiest way. Three, it's easier for if anybody buys the house down the road to upgrade to anything. And I'm sure a lot of people down the road will want to get ring doorbells or whatever wired doorbells out there. And it's pretty much a better system. 
it's a better system because then you, the people, don't have to go, oh, you know, oh, I got to go and, you know, I want a doorbell, but I want one that works on a real trimer and stuff like that. Nobody needs that anymore. It's all digital. It's all digital. The only time it won't work is that there's no electricity, but that's the same thing if you had a wired doorbell. No electricity, your wired doorbell don't work. But um, anywho, you know, I felt like it was the need to do this, and it's the future, and I got more security in the front. It works very well in my front yard. It's And it's a different ring doorbell than my other one. The other one was the ring doorbell original, in the back with the big bit with the battery inside of it too on top of it this new one in the front is all just a little wired door doorbell where you wired it up and that is it and it worked like i said it works great i get a good wide angle view of everything in the front of my front of my house including you know the porch whoever comes up the porch whatever and i don't have to worry about a damn thing it looks really nice and cute in the corner. And then I replaced yesterday, which took a little bit more time, and it was a little bit more swearing involved, but I installed my my porch my porch light as well, which originally I had a regular porch light where the porch lamp was going up. It was one of those up porch lamps with the um, little glass top and stuff like that. And I bought one that was facing down, and that was also a what a what LED porch light, which no replacement replacement of bulbs or anything like that. This thing will last probably outlast me. This uh, new porch light. It's an LED porch light. It's a lot brighter. Let's just say that the light shines all over the front of my porch and yard. And it's a real bright motherfucker, and it's great because then somebody comes to the house or whatever, or if they're, you know, have some bad bad folk or something coming around trying to look in the house, I could flip on that light, and then it's like, boom, bright motherfucking light. Everybody can see your asses, and then they go all scatter and stuff. Extra security, extra safety, extra um, low-cost. Uh, reduced cost because I don't have to pay for um, all that uh, extra wattage that comes out of a regular light bulb, which I was paying for if I was using the regular one. This one uses half that energy. A lot less of the energy, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. So, installed that. Like I said, it took me a little time. A couple of my couple of my hard pieces of my hardware because of the deck porch has the little slats that go through the fake wood a couple of my pieces of my hardware fell through those slats and i was bitching because i couldn't get them because i can't go under the deck porch and then my instruction sheet fell through the deck porch uh onto the ground and i of course i couldn't get that luckily i knew how to wire it up and all that uh but it was a pain in the butt and getting it, the new porch light, you know, connected and installed and stuff like that. And I, that took a little bit of time. I had to caulk it up. So I made sure it was caulked, not airtight, but caulked 
tight for waterproofing. So when it rains, like it did yesterday night, after I did all this stuff, none of that water gets in there, causes a short circuit, starts a fire in my house or whatnot. So a lot of stuff like that that saved me from, uh, you know, whatever professional would do. And cocked it up really nice, put a nice bead of caulk on the outside to cover up anything that could be a potential for where bugs could get into or water or whatnot. Beaded that up, you know, did my little finger around the new porch light, started it up, turned on the power, started it back up. Works great. Like I said, it's very bright, very nice. And this new porch light is more plastic than metal, so it won't rust, it won't rot, it won't uh, electrify me if something goes wrong, which it shouldn't because I rewired that shit myself. Um, so, because also, old house, old wiring, and when you see a wire coming out of the, the thing, which is, this is why my original porch light was probably shocking me once in a while when I was using it or whatever touching it um and touching the gutters or something was probably because first off it's you can't ground it because it doesn't have a ground wire so I couldn't ground the sucker second of all there was an exposed wire one of the wires was exposed and touching and I'm sure the other wire was exposed and touching some way so I had to wrap the old wire so that it would not have any uh, connection to anything else or touch anything else. So, of course, I got out my electrical tape and wrapped that wire really good, made it into a whole brand new wire, and then capped them, you know, twisted the wires together, capped it off, put it, put them inside the, the box, and then, like I said, I cocked it, put it on, leveled it, as best I could with my eyeballs. It looks pretty level on my house. And uh, let it dry and watched and wait to see how it does for down the road uh, for giving out light. Like I said, it gives out a lot of light now. Hopefully it does last longer than I live in this house. <laughs> but um, it was a good thing. But it took a while. A lot of that stuff took a while. Um, beyond that, I was doing some other stuff. And then it was time... You know, then it was later at night. You know, I, w- I didn't get a chance to start my sign, which I plan on doing today. I want to work on that number signs to my house. Uh, I want to sand some of that that sign. I want to sand some of those old numbers. I want to start maybe painting and staining some of this stuff. Get all pre-prepped because eventually I want to put a, that new number sign on the side of the house so people can see what house number it is and then i'm gonna put the other house numbers the old ones which i'll i'm reconditioning as well i'll sand those repaint those those are gonna be new numbers for my back door for the side door so that people can see well not just in front of the house but they could see on the back of the house on the door that this is my house so packages stuff like that So interesting stuff, interesting ideas that I had and, um, you know, doing little things here and there. 
eventually when I figure out the weather is going to be nicer during the week and going into the weekend, I will start to plant my outdoor grass. Excuse me, I'm going to drink some water here. Lubricate my throat for a bit. I'll be doing that for a little while. But um, yeah, definitely want to plant that outdoor grass. The original grass that I planted on the side was test grass and this was where there was barely any sun every day i watered it eventually first it wasn't working it wasn't growing or anything and i'm like wondering i'm like why isn't this not growing i'm asking my one neighbor on planting and he's like maybe it's just the soil and whatnot and or and then he he suggested he's like well why don't you cover with some grass and stuff i'm like you know what you're right maybe i'll put a little grass on it so I put some grass clippings on it, you know, shook them over it really gentle-like, watered it. And then eventually that grass seed actually sprouted and it grew like crazy. Now I got this nice, beautiful patch of grass on the side. I got to do some touch-ups in certain spots, but it's growing. It's growing really good. Hopefully it lasts. Now I got the confidence on where on when I'm going to go up front until all that soil up front, maybe buy a few bags of uh, other topsoil and mix it in with that stuff. Mix in my other stuff with that topsoil as I uh, as I um, um, as I am thinking, as I redo my front lawn and put some, you know, put all my stuff in there and regrow a great front lawn which some of that ground up front needs to be returned anyway. So that's another thing I'm looking forward to doing because it needs to be done and it's been a while. So yeah, I'm going to fix up that whole front lawn because that's all I have to do is fix up the one part of half of the front lawn, keep the other half the way it is, you know, water it, fix it up, make it look nice. And then I'll be happy when my front lawn looks like a front lawn and not like a a battlefield in the desert because there's a lot of deserty parts. Plus, it'll keep the the bad the bad little creatures away. The you know the certain rats and uh, bugs and stuff. It'll keep the ants out of there. And noticed a lot of ants because there's a lot of you know hard soil, hard cracked soil in the front. When you got a hard cracked soil, you got to get rid of it because that's where the ants like to live and other bugs. So, yeah, I, I really got to do that front lawn. Seeing a lot of ants sp- sprayed the whole outside of my house with uh, the whole home defense stuff. But I got to do the inside of the house. I always do the inside of the house, but I got to get to that eventually. Sooner than later, go around the inside of the house with my spray gun and and make sure it's all 100% bug free. I got to do that when the Asian girl isn't around where she's in my way and the cat is uh, locked in the basement. And then I can do the basement later because you want to spray a second, then the next coat in the basement to make sure that the basement's good and the bugs are dying and staying put or staying out of it and stuff. Still had to finish up uh, my caulking job around windows, my block windowsill still. Um, maybe I'll do that during this week if some of this week is nice and sunny and stuff. But 
I'll wait during the week to do that. Finish caulking up the rest of the windowsills. Then I got to get some new black tar and put it around the house to tar up certain spots. Um, what else? What else do I got going on? Hmm. I think that's pretty much all the big stuff that I got going on. And then it's just me um, enjoying my house. I already washed all the windows all over my house. Those windows all over my house, they got really, really dirty over that winter. It's been a while since I washed them. And when I washed them, my uh, microfiber cloths became black, pure black. And now my windows are all sparkly and shiny all over the house. You know, stuff like that. I'll clean the inside of the house. Eventually, I'll start... When all my other stuff is done, I'll probably start doing some interior painting again. I plan on painting some of the interiors of the house again, fix up a lot of that stuff, and just relax and enjoy my place of uh, ownership for a while. Pay off more home improvement stuff, pay off um, a lot of other stuff, put money as- more money aside and stuff, and um, yeah. Yeah, I should be good. You know, it's going to take a little time, but, you know, it should, I should be good for this summer, hopefully, especially my vaca- stay vacation. You know, I don't plan on doing too much work over my staycation, but I, I plan on doing something on one of the days at least. I want to do a bunch of pro- clean up and fix up projects all around the house because you got to do that. Oh, excuse me for the yawning. I'm trying to stretch, and when I stretch, sometimes I yawn. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of great home improvement stuff, little stuff. Like I said, little, less costly. Oh, that reminds me two more projects that I got to do that I didn't mention in my projects list. The two major projects, uh, my new sub drain for my one gutter on the one side of my house on the side of my garage, which I got to put in, I got to install, I got to dig trench, dig, Go all the way to the backyard, put in that nice drainage hose, drain out all the water to the backyard. That's needed. And I still got to put, uh, get the parts and uh, put redo my front gutters on my house. That's going to be when I know there's not going to be any rain for a little while. And that's just another one of those things that has to be done. So still a little bit of stuff here and there. Two major projects that could be done. Um, I'd definitely do the water drainage uh, part first, then the gutter second, because then I can, you know, got to go to Home Depot. Hopefully things aren't outrageously, outrageously priced for the gutters. Get all my materials, get all the gutter things that I have to do, measure, put them together, stuff like that. Got to put a new backboard pieces onto the house to put the gutters on and uh yeah that should be um that should be good for that stuff uh let's see here talked about all that i think it's time for some uh tv film talk yeah then we'll call then we'll call it a day so why don't i get into that next let's see here let me get into this and let's get into the TV film talk portion of the show, which I got a lot of, a lot of stuff going down in TV and film. Now it's time for TV and movie 
Ah. Before we get into any of that, though, I got something for you guys. I got the last TV film or t- film code here for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home this time. The final Spider-Man movie before that beautiful, which I did see uh, over the week. I saw um, Doctor Strange and in the multiverse of madness. And it was a pretty damn good movie. A lot of action. I wanted, I, 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 I kind of wanted to get up and during the movie to get some more popcorn because I ran out of popcorn. <laughs> and this is a guy that was eating a tub of popcorn. But I didn't because I just watched the rest of the movie. But ran out of popcorn between the movie because that's what I do because I can put that stuff away like nothing. But uh, watched it. It was great. A lot of action. A lot of great story, a lot of great uh, cameos, let's just say. And um, Sam Raimi still got it. Mm-hmm. Then I watched The Army of Darkness, uh, Ash and the Army of Darkness yesterday, because, of course, Sam Raimi film, Bruce Campbell, which Bruce Campbell made an appearance in, <laughs> in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and stuff, so... Definitely go see that movie. It is very, very powerful and very um, something I wasn't expecting. I didn't expect to see, um, you know, I didn't think the one character would be evil or that's where the story was going. But that's where the story was going. Another movie I seen just recently today, it was... Uh, on Disney Plus, which they didn't put it in theaters, was that Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. That was a shocker and a surprise. At first, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And then when I heard the plot point a little bit and I saw what, and they were telling me what who was in it and all these cameos and franchises like, like Bad Sonic or Ugly Sonic, which is actually Ugly Sonic from... I don't know how they got it that cleared from Sega and and that franchise and stuff and got it cleared. Like I said, got it cleared from Sega, which I think, I, yeah, that, that that's one of the, my movie news stories here. But holy shit. Plus other cameos like from South Park, other franchises, DC and stuff, universes. That was a good movie. I'm surprised they didn't put that in theaters. I bet you if they put that in the theaters, even for a limited time, they would have made some serious money. Because this is like something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit crap. Kind of good crap. Which I never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I gotta actually see that movie. Hold on. That reminds me. I gotta, I'm gotta. i going on my Disney Plus account right now on my uh, computer. Gotta type in Who framed roger rabbit there we go the little mermaid live oh hell no i gotta put this on because i've never seen this movie i should see it because why not and so i put it on uh, my to see my to see uh list here and the other movies that pop up are weird freaking movies they got little mermaid live they got um Edward Scissorhands. How weird is it that Edward Scissorhands 
is on Disney Plus. That is a cr- the creepiest fucking movie ever. If you ever seen Johnny Depp and Edward Scissorhands, it's a great movie. It is fucked up. Mm-hmm. It is a fucked up movie. Definitely go see that movie high if you watch it on Disney Plus. But weird, weird, weird movies things on here. But I, I I never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but I put that on there on my list. Maybe I'll see it tonight. I don't know. Um, but I should see it. It's a, a great blend of, like, this Chippendale and Rescue Rangers movie. That's a great blend of CG. Um, they did CG. Um, the uh, CG penned animation, like like computer penned animation, and live action all in one. And they masterfully blended it all together. Really good really good i'm i was in shock on how good everything looked and how everything blended disney knows how to do that quite well by blending you know animation cgi and and uh actual people and universe of the living in this one movie they did a great job and they even had a little joke in there that one of the characters got CGFI'd. <laughs> he was a cartoon character. He's like, I just got a makeover. I got CG CGFI'd or CGI-fied. <laughs> uh, great. A great little comedy here and there. Great plot point. And it takes me back to it takes you back to the good precious days of life. I don't know why this movie wasn't in theaters. I don't I don't know why. I'm sure it would have been a big hit. I'm sure Disney would have made some extra money, but they chose to put on Disney Plus, so okay. And it's got some edginess to it, but in a good way as well. So here's the code. Again, back to the codes. Uh to Spider-Man No Money Home. I got into all that because I was talking about how I was went to see Doctor Strange, that's why. So for Spider-Man No Way Home, which you can get easily by going to sonypictures.com slash maredeem, or like everybody should do, use the Movies Anywhere app. (laughs) That would be the better choice. And you just enter in this code to redeem. And the code is 3S9SAYHG966R1Y. U2. And the code one more time for the first come, first serve winner for Spider-Man No Way Home for that movie. 3S9SAYHG966R1YU2. And that was the code for the winning person to get Spider-Man No Way Home for their digital redemption for Movies Anywhere or if you do the Sony bullshit. But I'm sure most of you do the uh, Movies Anywhere. I don't do any of them because I just rip the deep Blu-rays to my server. So that's how I do it. But yep, first come, first serve code. Congratulations to the winner. I just wanted to do that code and get it out of my uh, off my desk <laughs> if I didn't remind myself. So... TV film news here. Star Wars. Lucasfilm confirms no more casting of new actors as classic characters anymore. So, you know, 
I don't like her at all. I think she should be removed or forced to retire or something, but they still keep her there. I don't like her decision-making, but she, you know, she's still there probably thanks to George Lucas and co, but I think she should be removed from her position. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. I know she's been involved in all the big franchises, you know, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, all this stuff from Spielberg and Lucas and stuff, but I don't want her there anymore. So in an interview, uh, she stated that the Star Wars franchise will no longer cast new actors in roles of classic characters. Uh, Kennedy was one of many involved with the franchise, given an overview about the avalanche of Star Wars content just over the horizon and beyond, as she states. There should be moments along the way when you learn things, reflecting directly on the recasting and solo the Star Wars story, which I thought it was a pretty damn good movie. They should have made a sequel to that, but I guess it didn't do well, which puts actors Alden Elrich and Donald Glover in the roles of Harrison Ford's Han Solo and Billy D. Williams, Lando Carusian early days um and she says now it's abundantly clear we can't do that or maybe you can't do that or maybe it didn't fit if it failed some other way i don't know i think it was a good movie i think it was just badly promoted on the other hand obi-wan kenobi who is about to get his own series on may 27th was recent uh, was recast for the prequels uh alec guinness was replaced by ian mcgregor of course, because he was the early ones, and plus Alan Guinness was Alec Guinness was old, and I think his he passed away way before that. As the franchise the votes uh, will no doubt remember, uh, I'm not even going to read that. Let's just say that. Um, let's see here. I'm just looking at this stuff. There's a bunch of other stuff, but let's just say they want to go away from, get away from putting people in roles that the original actors and stars created and made a household name. And they say nobody else can do what they did and they want to move forward, which, yeah, you want to move forward with some of the stuff. Why not? Uh, Marvel signed a new uh, deal to cast CGI Stan Lee in future films. So I'm sure you're going to see, uh, Stan Lee come back and, uh, do cameos again in, uh, future MCU films as he gets CGI-ified. Hell yeah. Another person that made it beyond the grave did not only de-aged, um, uh, not only de-aged, but you know, maybe uh, <laughs> he's getting CGI fied for life. He's gonna he's gonna be in Marvel movies for life, people. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be funny. Gonna see Stan Lee beyond the grave in movies. He can act even in the grave. That's how good he is. <laughs> Cause he's he's one of the pioneer creators and stuff. And excuse me, I'm smelling some smelliness in the next room. That means some Asian woman's cooking some really smelly shit again and ugh, and she doesn't turn on fans or anything either people let's just say that or open windows to let the smells out so i'm gonna have to go out there after this uh show and um see what's up here but i'm um, talking about things that should not continue 
Um, talking about that ugly Sonic cameo in Chip and Dale, um, the director of that movie stated that he wants to thank the lawyers for that. And um, so he's he's happy that Ugly Sonic got to come and uh, got to be in the movie, which he makes a lot of uh, cameos. He's he's a, he's a lot. Of, he's in the movie a, a pretty little bit, you know. He even talks and all that stuff. But um, apparently, uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie has explained how a cameo featuring Ugly Sonic, the axed original version of the Sonic from the Sonic movies, the the ones that are going on now, or at least like the Sonic and this Sonic movie came about. Um, so in the Disney plus movie, ugly Sonic has his own guest booth at a comic convention and is trying to make the most of his infamy infamy by selling signed photos of himself. Speaking, uh, to press director, Akivia Schaefer stated that ugly Sonic's appearance was the highlight of the movie for him. Uh, but wouldn't explicitly discuss what was involved in securing the character for his film. Let's just say Disney probably could get mostly anything done. You know, they got a team of lawyers. They're big. And I'm surprised Sega was like, okay, go for it. I'm guessing they handed them a bag of cash and said, hey, we want to see. We want Ugly Sonic. We need, we, we need some bad ideas in our film. Can we buy? Can we get our license to do that? I'm sure it was easy enough to do because Sega and everybody's like, okay, some money? Sure. Uh, it's one of my favorite cameos in the film, he stated. I speak to that. It's one of my favorite things in the movie. And to me, yes, that's, I'm sure to a lot of people, seeing Ugly Sonic in the film is pretty funny, and it is. Let's just say it is. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so Rescue Rangers, like I was talking about, features other animated cameos ranging from classic Disney characters to more obscure creations. Um, Speaking broadly about the process of securing them, uh, Schaefer stated he wanted to thank the lawyers on helping out with that. It was super important to me to get a bunch of third-party cartoons because if this is going to be some sort of celebration of animation, I can't just... It can't just be a celebration of Disney animation. So that Disney's allowed them to go above and beyond just Disney stuff to other things in the world. Because there's other animation and other franchises out there. And why not get them? And if Warner Brothers or... Yeah, it was Warner Brothers, right? Or was it uh, Universal? I forgot who did um, uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, when they did that... uh, I'm trying to think of the name Ready Player One where they had all those cameos and stuff in there. I wonder what took to do that. But uh, the characters you see in the movie sometimes had to to try two or three other things before we found one that could be licensed. It was a process. You don't usually come out of a movie and want to thank the lawyers. But generally, oh, the Disney lawyers for being team players this time around. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, Let's just say there was a process to it, and 
you know, a lot of fun, interesting characters from a lot of franchises got in this movie, and it was like a Wrecked Ralph experience, which, let's tell you. I'll tell you that. It was like a Wrecked Ralph experience, and a pretty good, happy one. Mm-hmm. And Ugly Sock was one of them. He got to be portrayed in that. You know, it was a good try for the beginning of people trying to want to do something, but... Hey, you know, Ugly Sonic was just too ugly to be in the Sonic movie. And thank God they got told that they needed to redo Sonic or else we would have had that from from multiple movies. Or at least one movie and it would have failed. I don't know. <laughs> Here's something. Here's some uh, maybe interesting news or rumors. Uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, Carl Urban reacts to the news claiming he'll replace Pedro... Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. So, you know, after the Mandalorian came out, it's big success and big hit, of course. I love the Mandalorian. I love Grogu. See? I can say his name, Grogu. The little the little um Yoda kid of the Yoda clan. <laughs> uh it launched this franchise uh launched pedro pascal's career to, to into the stratosphere and um as he became that character as the mandalorian he became bigger in hollywood and a lot of people say he's been very very busy lately with lots of other stuff that he's been working on doing and there's been some rumors that he might be leaving the Mandalorian after season three, which uh, that would suck uh, to me because that's something he's the one, you know, he already showed his face and everything and he's the one that brings the character alive. But that would kind of be sucky going forward if he left the Mandalorian after season three because... You know, that's what it is. And a lot of people are saying, well, after he leaves, uh, they said they would be shifting, maybe they would be shifting the focus of the the show on the characters like Luke Skywalker and, and Ahsoka Tano, um, which that would be pretty, that wouldn't be the Mandalorian anymore. Other rumors have it that, um, you know, Mr. Star Trek and Thor Ragnarok star and the boy star as well, or Doctor Dr- or Mister Dread himself, Carl Urban, uh, would be starring as the Mandalorian in the future. And what Carl Urban says, well, this is news to me. I hadn't, nobody told me that stuff, and <laughs> um, nobody knows anything. He doesn't know anything about it. And he stated, oh, he's like, he's like, Urban responded that this news is, this is news to me. Isn't like, that not that like, oh, who do we know who can work under a helmet? Oh, I know. Let's get Carl Urban. He did dread, you know, it's like, come on guys. No, but, uh, yeah, if you want somebody that wants to be the Mandalorian after him, Carl Urban can do it. He's got the bald, he can do the bald head thing, and he's got that acting chops, but I don't know. I think Pedro Pascal is a one in a one of a kind and all that stuff. Can't replace that guy. You would just have to end the franchise with that. Or at least try to get it, buy him, pay him enough money, and buy him for two more seasons at least. 
I don't know. That's my thought. Uh, Netflix lays off 150 more employees amid budget cuts, expects more to come down the road. Um, so lays off around 150 employees or about 2% of its total workforce. Yeah, that's not good for um, Netflix. It sounds like Netflix doesn't know what the hell they're doing anymore. And it seems like, uh, um, it is falling, falling hard and fast. And, um, I'm thinking Netflix isn't going to be long for this world. I think what they had before was good, great innocence, um, innocence and they had they had what it took they knew they understood their their um their customers they understood how to do business they understood stood what people wanted and then little after little netflix left the business of dvd and blu-ray rentals behind went to all digital streaming then eventually tried to take you know make their own stuff and slowly take out other people's stuff and then other people started making, you know, their own streaming services. And then Netflix lost all this entertainment value and it lost all its big franchises that it used to stream. And now it's, now it's getting, going down the drain and it's kicking them in the ass. And the whole thing of Netflix doing the the gaming thing is stupid and that will fail eventually because why would people want to rent Netflix, get Netflix, if they want to watch movies and TV shows, not play games? You got game, you got other streaming services like, hmm, let me think here, Game Pass. You have, I guess Stadia. We can, I'll say Stadia for this one time. You got that PlayStation Plus stuff coming, even though that's not the best. But you got stuff out there for gaming. Come on, Netflix. Stop grabbing for straws and go back to what made you popular. But here's the thing. I don't think these uh, people that are running Netflix now have a vision. And I think that vision's going down the drain. And um, it's going to go down the drain pretty darn hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It's, it's going to it's crash and burn for them. Especially when they keep raising prices when everybody else is keeping their prices pretty much the same. Or if they do raise them eventually, they raise them a little bit. When Netflix has been raising and raising and raising it. And that's not how, you're, that's not how you do a service like that. If you got to keep raising prices, you're going to just keep losing more and more people. And it's not worth it. Like I said, I haven't had Netflix in a long time because it isn't worth it to me. Sure, there might be a couple things I might want to watch on it. But I'll just wait till I get a new free trial or something and I'll watch the stuff and I'll get off of it right away because it's not worth it at all. Netflix has not been worth it for a long time. Long time. I'd rather get HBO Max instead of Netflix, which I have on and off. Talking about somebody else, you know, Mr. Will Smith, he's been in a little bit of hard times lately, you know, the whole stupid slap and people blowing it out of proportion and all that other bullshit and, and, you know, cancel culture and shit on the high, high thing, even though he was like the, 
the poster boy and all that for everything. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're poster boy or whatever. You Once you're getting canceled, they cancel, try to cancel you for good because pff, that's the world we live in. No second chances. For something small and minor in my book. Very small and minor in my book. But guess what? Sony ain't canceling his ass. They're like, nope, Mr. Smith can still make us some money. And we're going to use him up like until he can't be used anymore. So Will Smith's biggest franchise is refusing to cancel him. And not just that, Sony as well. So Sony chairman Tom Rothman stated that um, he largely tackled the subject and how the studio managed to re main a contender in spite of not having its own streaming service like Disney Plus and blah, 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 making good money. Um, he he went on to state that to explain why he wouldn't support the idea of canceling Bad Boys 4 or putting it on hold because of the now infamous slap. That was a very unfortunate thing that happened. He stated, and I don't think it's really my place to comment except to state that I have known Will Smith for many years and I know him as a good person. Uh, he also stated that it was an example of a very good person having a very bad moment in front of the world. I believe his apology and regret is genuine and I believe his forgive, for, believe in forgiven, that forgiveness and redemption. And he makes us a lot of money and <laughs> here at Sony, we had some of our own issues behind the scenes as well, you know. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, and then you got other stuff that other people are also, um, looking back and saying, Hmm, I might want Will Smith for my next movie. Like Christopher Nolan has stated to I Will Smith for his next movie and stuff. So here's the thing. Maybe he'll get out of that cancel culture role sooner than later. Hopefully, um, I hear he's trying to get some help on his mental Maybe he's just mentally broken down. You know, he's Will Smith's been having some hard times. And his so-called wife, you know, she ain't helping him out at all. She ain't helping too much at all, you know. I, I hear a lot of stories of them maybe eventually getting divorced. I hear, and a lot of people are saying maybe you should get rid of, rid of her because she's just jealous and bitter that he's so popular and stuff and she isn't. I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes of that, but let's just say uh, I'm glad that they're consider- they're saying, hey, fuck that whole slap thing. Let's continue to make a good movie so people can buy tickets and make us a lot of money. And, you know, after Bad Boys 3, that that was a great movie. I loved that movie. You know, I was gl- glad to see that movie. I want to see a fourth one. So hopefully he will return. And, um, well, he will return. I'm sure he'll definitely go and say, okay, I'll go be bad boys for hopefully Martin Lawrence has nothing against him on that. And I hope they make a great movie. And, um, yeah, let's hope bad boys four gets, uh, made sooner than later. Maybe it'll get made sooner. Cause you know, Will Smith's got some time now. So after his, um, you know, treatments and whatnot and him getting back himself back on track, why not? And then the final TV film news here, basically local TV, uh, that She-Hulk mo- show. She-Hulk Attorney at Law, it's called. And it has a, a release date. 
So um, basically, Jennifer Walters takes the stand in August, apparently. And I, I watched at first. I was a little, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Just looking at the poster, I was like, eh. And now watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, this is going to be funny as hell because the the um, She-Hulk, uh, CGI She-Hulk is pretty funny looking. She's, she looks CGI. She looks a little CGI'd, you know. So uh, it's going to be interesting. So Marvel gave um, gave us a look at the upcoming series, now titled She-Hulk Attorney at Law, showing off Tainton Maislinny's portrayal of Jennifer Walters in the earnest and dropping a release date of August 17th of this year. So uh, this August, get ready to watch some She-Hulk. Hell yeah. Aside from... Um, Aside from the teases, uh, the trailer is out. Take a look at it. Um, let's see. Uh, she's She-Hulk. Uh, let's see here. I'm sure we're going to see how she became She-Hulk. Uh, probably in the first episode, the origins. Mark Ruffalo is returning as Bruce Banner, a.k.a. Hulk, helping hand off the Hulk role to... Um, waters and stuff in the show and um on august 17th we're gonna see a nice sexy she-hulk because i always thought she-hulk was pretty sexy she always been portrayed was portrayed as a strong sexy woman that can take on the law and kick a lot of people's asses in the meantime so and very spirited so i cannot wait to see this on uh, august 17th and um uh, let's see here. And if you don't know the, the history of She-Hulk, she is Bruce Banner's cousin. She got into an accident and, uh, Banner gives Walters a blood transfusion of his own blood. Cause that's what he had to do to save her life. And he discovered that she then gave her the similar Hulk abilities, but in a difference to what Bruce Banner gives when he gets angry, and he turns into a, the Hulk and gets all the Hulk. Hulk. Waters um, has a milder form of the Hulk abilities, allowing her to control her emotions and intelligence. Something Banner can now do in MCU after in the Avengers Infinity War thing. Um, Tim Roth apparently returns as Abomination. Um, as well... And probably some other stuff going down. I cannot wait to see. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a good thing. August 17th, people. Put it on your calendars. She-Hulk, attorney at law. Whew, that was a lot of stuff. So before we end this podcast, because it's already been a nice long show, I uh, just want to let you guys know that I have another streaming episode in the in on the site of another game on live episode that I did on Friday of uh, game on remastered or game on saints row. The third remastered played some more of that, had some fun. And then um, this upcoming Friday, 8 PM Eastern time on uh, twitch.tv slash juju two cast. 
We will be returning back to the Yakuza main world, folks. Yes, we're going back to Yakuza. With Yakuza Like Me live, as I play Yakuza Like a, Dra- Yakuza like a Dragon. Um, cannot wait. To, cannot wait to get back into the main Yakuza series again. I uh, took a little break, a little mini break. I have been playing uh, on the side Lost Judgment for upcoming Yakuza uh, uh, put-out episodes for down the road after I beat Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, on Yakuza Like Me. But, uh, yeah, I cannot wait to get back into the main to see this Ichiban character perform. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. This Friday, I do hope to play a lot of it. I'll probably make this inaugural episode um, of my return to the Yakuza franchise with this, the newest, the latest, the newest of the franchise, I should say, Yakuza game. Um, I'll probably play a a long lot of it. And it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash juju2cast. Go to juju2cast.com to see every all the details on it. And you can also watch it on my site at juju2cast.com because I do have a Twitch uh, streamer embedded in the upper right-hand corner of my of my website at juju2cast.com, which I just uh, <clears throat> also did a renew. I re-upped my subscription to juju2cast.com with hover.com for another two years. So, yeah, I'm pretty good on that. Um, I think I did two years. I forgot if I did a one year or two years. You know, I go by one to two years because uh, you never know. <laughs> um, and, of course, the show will be available to, to watch anytime after I'm done streaming on twitch.tv slash juju2cast or juju2cast.com or youtube.com slash juju2cast. And uh, can't wait. Can't wait to play it. Like I said, it's going to be a very long episode this Friday. It's going to go well into midnight or beyond. So uh, everybody get ready for that if you want to watch it. If you're interested in Yakuza games, especially the latest one, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I am interested and I will be streaming this Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash juju2cast. And I don't know, upcoming episodes, um, I probably will take a break one one or two times because if I do any of these bigger home maintenance projects that I got coming up down the road, uh, I might have to take a little time off. And then I'm thinking I might also, I don't know yet, take a little break during my vacation period, but I don't know yet. Maybe I'll just continue to do some podcasting. Uh, I know the truth has been eager to come back on to talk about all his weird stuff on the show. I will see if I do that, but I want him to watch some movies first. Then we could talk about them, but we'll see what happens with that. So I'm Mr. Mike. This has been the Juju 2 cast audio cast. And... Oh, wrong one. <laughs> so everybody have a great week. Hopefully it's a great week. Hopefully it's warm weather. Hopefully we don't all get uh, screwed by our government this week. Hopefully gas prices don't go up to $7, 8 a gallon. And uh, 
Try to keep free, people. Keep free. Together now, hold together as a fever that I'm beating. Hold together now. 